Welcome to The Motivated Mind, where I challenge you to expand your perspective on how to achieve a successful life through motivational lessons, reflections, and interviews with other motivated minds. Welcome back to The Motivated Mind, a top 100 health podcast. Thanks to each of you. This is episode 280, and I'm your host, Scott Lynch. Thanks so much for listening. If I've brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit that subscribe or follow button. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook and let me know what you want to hear more of. And please be sure to share the podcast. Communities with shared interests, values, thoughts, and attitudes encourage us to live better, to strive for more, and focus on the results we're looking for creating a sense of belonging, acceptance, understanding, and inspiration. This is exactly what you get from joining my free Discord community, Motivated Minds. On top of this, this group enables me to interact with each of you real-time for more in-depth conversations. Click the link in the show notes to join today. See you all in the group. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like it's allowed me to be more creative because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. We've all been or are currently in school. While it's an important part of our development and growth, it also instills certain habits that can follow us throughout our lives. As we move on from the rigidity of academic systems and enter into the real world, these beliefs and behaviors can be limiting in trying to live a fulfilling life. Most of us graduate without the life skills we need to be successful in the real world. Most of us learn to associate learning with school and with school only, when in reality, it's best done all the time throughout the entirety of our lives. Now, a side note before we dive into this episode. The intention of this episode is not to bash anyone, especially not teachers. I actually have a few in my family and network. The purpose 
of this episode is to bring light to a flawed education system and its habits, which many of us need to unlearn. So whether you're in high school listening to this or you're in college or you're 45, the habits I'm about to break down are ones which we've all been taught, those that have been ingrained, but most importantly, how to unlearn them. Number one, being passive. Many of us have been taught to be passive and dependent on instruction and guidance rather than taking initiative and being self-directed. Traditional school feeds us everything that we need. For example, stand in line, follow the rules, and all of this is followed with a promise that will do well if we just follow these types of things. However, if we want outsized results in the real world, we need to go take what we want. In order to be successful in life, in the real world, we need to learn how to take ownership of our experience. We need to learn how to take ownership of our life. And what's really remarkable about life is exactly that. We are each living in a movie. A movie where we are the director. And if we don't like the way the script is turning out, we get to rewrite it. We can change the set, the cast, and most importantly, the equipment we're looking through to film said movie. So, you're probably thinking, how can I stop being passive? First, we need to speak up and express our opinions. We shouldn't ever feel afraid or ashamed to share our thoughts and ideas with others. Being passive often means staying quiet, but it's important to be vocal about what we believe in. Now, of course, this can be done in a healthy manner. Sharing our thoughts and ideas is not a word vomit exercise. It is an opportunity to collect our thoughts and ideas and articulate them in a compelling way. Next, we need to take responsibility for our actions and decisions. This, unfortunately, is all too uncommon. Instead of blaming others or waiting for someone else to take charge, we need to take ownership of our actions and be accountable for the results, whether good or bad. And lastly, we need to seek out new challenges and opportunities. We shouldn't be afraid to step out of our comfort zone and try new things. This helps us build confidence and develop new skills, which brings me to my next point. Number two, waiting for permission. Traditional school requires kids to ask for permission to do anything from reading a book to going to the bathroom. There's a really interesting book that I highly recommend called Brave New Work by Aaron Dignan. I'll drop the link in the show notes. While this book is more geared for startup 
leaders and focuses on operating systems within businesses that help to shift cultures and decentralize power. The last chapter of this book highlights the irony of this permission-driven incubation in our younger years. And here's a direct quote from that chapter that is super fitting here. The values and structures present in education today are mirror images of the legacy OS we're trying to overthrow. Teachers, aka bosses, have authority. Students don't. High school seniors, whom we trust to drive on our streets, need a bathroom pass to use the toilet. The curriculum, aka the work, is fixed not fluid or self-directed, and often woefully outdated. A million books are published every year, and kids are still reading The Scarlet Letter. Learning happens through lecture, aka instruction, rather than curiosity and experience. Subjects, aka functions, are isolated rather than integrated. Math is pure math. Science is pure science. Use math to create something? Forget about it. The measure of mastery is a test, aka training and certification, not practice or the ability to deliver outcomes. Failure is punished. Compliance is rewarded. This paints a very clear picture of the operating system that is embedded within each of us at such a young age. And this coding can, one, be challenging to even recognize, but two, be difficult to rewrite. The real world rewards those who don't wait for permission. Like the startup adage, don't ask for permission, ask for forgiveness. When we take initiative and avoid waiting for permission, we are able to make decisions and take actions quickly. And this speed of action increases our chances of success because we gather greater feedback at a greater rate, which means we are able to adjust and grow faster. This all boils down to being more agile and adaptable to changing circumstances, which is essential for long-term success. Number three, deferring to authority. Many teachers joke that the adult is always right. Kids are not taught at all to think critically. There is no debate as to why something is correct, just that it is. However, in reality, we need to learn to trust our own judgment and opinions if we want to do well in life. When we leave school, we have to learn to trust our own inner compass. And finding and recalibrating that compass can be challenging. Many children learn to always seek validation or approval from teachers or authority figures. And this behavior can lead to us seeking that validation and approval in the wrong places, even when we're older. 
whether in the workplace or in relationships. So how can we correct this? In the real world, we need to make decisions based on our own values and goals. We need to practice self-motivation and self-discipline. Instead of seeking external validation and approval, we should develop our own internal motivation and discipline. So how can we build self-discipline? First, we need to know our strengths and weaknesses. Knowing what we can excel at enables us to aim higher and achieve more. When we focus on our strengths, we're focusing on the things we're already good at doing. So we don't need to invest the extreme level of effort it would take to overcome our weaknesses, which means that we get to enhance our strengths at a rate much faster than if we tried to focus on our weaknesses. When we focus on our strengths, we're seeking opportunities instead of problems. Whereas focusing on the things that we're weak at decreases our self-confidence, our enthusiasm, and overall performance. Next, we should remove temptations by simply removing the biggest temptations from our environment. We greatly improve our self-discipline. And this can be achieved if we leverage what's called the four laws of breaking bad habits. And law number one, make it invisible. Law number two, make it unattractive. Law number three, make it difficult. And lastly, law number four, make it unsatisfying. Next, we need to set clear goals and have an execution plan. To be self-disciplined, we need to have a clear vision of what we hope to accomplish. We need to understand what success means to us. And whatever that definition is, we then need to prioritize that. Self-discipline is the only power which can keep us energized even in the toughest of circumstances. Next, practice daily diligence. Those that master the habit of working diligently can work productively and effectively. Being busy or working long hours doesn't qualify as diligent. When we're truly a diligent person, we put our heart and soul into work and take consistent action towards our goals. We need to create a burning desire to achieve our goals, commit to what we do, and trigger our flow state. Lastly, we need to create new habits and rituals because creating new habits and rituals can seem intimidating and daunting. We need to focus on keeping them simple. We need to break our goals or tasks into simple steps, which allows us to focus on the components themselves rather than the entire thing. The idea is that we master those micro changes and goals before we merely jump trying to achieve the entire goal or habit. Eventually, when our mindset and behavior starts to shift, this is when we can add more goals to our list. 
Number four, mechanical memorization. Many of us are taught merely the regurgitation of information without understanding its relevance or contacts. This is the process of late night cramming studies and test it and forget it learning strategies because the only thing that really matters is the test score. This shifts our attention on getting good grades and completing assignments rather than learning and developing skills that will be useful in the real world. It means many of us focus purely on grades rather than learning for the sake of knowledge. This also means that many of us struggle to take responsibility for our own learning and development. However, in the real world, continual knowledge absorption is critical and merely memorizing information will not get us ahead. I won't do a deep dive on how we can actually absorb knowledge and do it faster as I dedicated an entire episode on this on episode 277, How to Learn Anything Faster, which I'll link in the show notes. While it's not only critical that we continue learning to enhance our growth, professional development, adaptability, and cognitive function, what really matters is what we do with the knowledge we gain. Reading or watching how to build a table does not give us the key to building the table. It's only until we apply that knowledge that we truly understand how to build the table. It's the final chapter in any learning process. Number five, doing the bare minimum to get ahead. It's easy to get by in school by just doing. The classic, just good enough. However, the real world rewards excellence, not mediocrity. We cannot achieve success by simply showing up. Showing up means we just walk through the front door. That's the easy part. In school, grades are often the most important measure of success. However, in the real world, other factors such as experience, skills, networking, and taking risk are far more important. We should all live in the world of possibility, not certainty. The only thing that is certain is that time can never be replaced. We don't get a second shot, a second chance. The individuals that make an impact on this planet are those that challenge the norm. They color outside of the lines. They recognize and acknowledge that they have just one shot. They listen to their own voice rather than the voice of critics. They question the norm. They push the boundaries of what's possible and ask, is that really the threshold? They ask themselves, what if that boundary that has been defined is because most have avoided risk? It is irrelevant what each of us defines as success. Whatever that definition may be, it will include pushing boundaries. It will mean that we have to break free from the limitations, the boundaries that have been put on us by either ourselves or others. 
We need to learn to take pride in our work and to go above and beyond in our work and purpose because we care about the outcome. Unlearning habits takes time and effort, and it's not going to happen overnight. It takes consistent practice and perseverance to break those old patterns and create new ones. And if we fail to do so, we live a life of mediocrity. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into habits you need to unlearn after school. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Motivated Scott. Don't forget to join me every Monday and Thursday for new episodes. I love you all, and thanks so much for listening. The Motivated Mind is a Legacy Division.